Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's end of the Middle Ages day, Tony. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You know who lived through them? Hubie Brown! <laughs> oh, you just not... You know, Hubie has liked our shots at him so far. Good. But of course, I'm going to tell him it's you who he's known all of your adult life. I'm going to say, Hubie, Tony keeps going to the well here. Let me tell you something else. It's also the end of our Middle Ages, okay? <laughs> We're into old age now, you and I. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, episode, should Kyrie pick the Lakers over the Nets? Does Steph Curry need a finals MVP? And should the NBA add in-season tournaments? But we begin today with a report by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN that Rockets GM Daryl Morey has made it known that everyone on his roster, including James Harden and Chris Paul, are available. Now, admittedly, it's a long shot to get Harden, but it's out there. Wilbon, would Maury be smart to engage in such a volcanic act? Wow, Tony, this, this is a bombshell to me. I love this story. Look, Daryl does things all the time. He's not interested in sort of building. I mean, he wants to put together the best team every year he can get. I mean, he's so far away from tanking, it's not even funny. And so I, it's smart if it works. I mean, I think that's what, what Daryl, knowing him a little bit, would tell you. And, Tony, he's, he's traded away people and gotten people. You look at that Houston roster. How do you get the guys we're talking about? James Harden was gotten through a trade. It's like almost everybody, Capella not so, drafted the first round by the Rockets, Trade, man. Trade, acquisition, free right. agent, however you can get them. Right. I, I, I love this. You do. And I think this is Daryl Morey's M.O. This is what the Rockets do. You, lo- you love this, okay? Because me, yes. personally, I would not do this. Me, personally, I would stand pat with James Harden and Chris Paul for one more year, even though they've been chokers in the playoffs. And I would do this because I would wait to see if Golden State fell apart. I would wait to see if Kevin Durant left. I would wait to see if Klay Thompson left. Because I'd want to be sitting there with a 53-win team if indeed that happened. I mean, I, look, if you trade Clint Capella, it doesn't even make page nine. If you trade Chris Paul, it is possible you are trading an overrated, almost over-the-hill player who will be next year's Dwayne Wade. But if you trade James Harden, that is Boom. That is gigantic. I don't know what you get back for James Harden. Probably I, I, I don't. Team, probably a team that could lose in the second round of the playoffs. Look, there are two guys, Tony, that gamble big and have won their gambles to a great degree. Well, a Toronto right? guy has. Daryl Morey and Masai Ujiri. And they say, you know what? We want to do something because we can see that this isn't going to get us to a championship. Right. It's not going to get us a championship so they're not going to do it willy-nilly. They're going to accept the best deals out there. Masai did that. And so is Daryl Morey in getting James Harden. People thought that was overreactionary when he got James Harden several years ago. So you, would, when you would give up now on what they've got. You would give up. If, if I, I think, and I'm sure Daryl would think this if he make, makes the deal, if I get something that can threaten to win a championship... Why not? I think it's Masai Ujiri envy. That's what I think. Because he made the big move and he got Kawhi Leonard. For two guys. Envy. And it ain't going to give him anything. Envy. It's not. Envy. Let's try and sate your Lakers obsession. I don't care about the Lakers. Fascinating story. That's all you care about. I don't care about the Lakers. Colin Coward show. Rick Buecher reports that Kyrie Irving is down to two teams in his free agent consideration. The Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. 
Buker said he's been told in the last 24 hours that Kobe Bryant has been recruiting Kyrie. Irving is from Metropolitan New York, and we're told owns a new place about 19 miles from Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. Tone the Knicks must be, as usual, crushed. Yeah. But more importantly, what would you advise Kyrie to do if you were his counsel? Wait a second. What happened to the Knicks? I thought the Knicks were getting Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I thought that all your friends were reporting that for the last don't five months. Don't put it on months. my friends. Okay, I sat on this show. That's what everybody's reporting. Word of that. So this, that this Brooklyn thing is interesting in this regard, because South Orange, if if that's the focal point here, buying a house in South Orange, it's actually closer to Manhattan than it is to Brooklyn. I, here, here's what, by what three quarters of a mile. I don't care. Flies? You got to go through Manhattan. <laughs> you go through Manhattan. Yeah. I would ask this. Sure. I think this is the critical question. Does anybody really want to play with Kyrie Irving? Does any of his teammates really want to play with Kyrie Irving? LeBron, so, LeBron can play with him again. So if it's LeBron, now don't talk to me about Brooklyn. Talk to me about the Lakers. Look, Tony, one, I ain't making Kyrie my number one player. We just saw that doesn't work. Talk about things that don't work. Kyrie is the best player on a team. Doesn't work. Right. And we don't think we, there's no evidence to the positive, he can lead anybody. That's right. So I'm not paying Kyrie some $150, $60, $70 million. Dollars. I'm not doing that. Right. Unless I know I've got a guy he can play Robin to. That guy would be LeBron James. Now, you know, I also think LeBron's got to be looking out there. He's got some options. Because if Daryl Morey's saying everybody's available, it means his dear, dear, dear friend, Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. That's right. Which one would be the best option for LeBron to get back in the big action next spring? The Brooklyn Nets have a point guard. They got D'Angelo Russell at the moment. Well. He can play. Kyrie can go play with LeBron because LeBron accepts the fact that Kyrie Irving is miserably unhappy all the time because they won a championship together. So that's why when you say you want to sate my Lakers obsession, you're the one who's understanding here that the Lakers is the better place. The NBA Finals begin finally tomorrow night. Kawhi Leonard comes in under the most celebration. On the other side is Steph Curry, who in the last five playoff games has been absolutely sensational, scoring even more than Kawhi. Steph has three NBA titles, two MVPs already, but not a finals MVP. Kawhi does, by the way. Curry said, quote, it's a special award that everybody wants to get, including myself. But at the end of the day, the first thing I do is look up and see, did you win or lose, unquote. Wilman, does Curry need this particular award to validate his great career. No. And the fact that I never even thought about this today as much as I think about and cover the NBA illustrates why. I mean, I've never thought about this. Now, it's an interesting historical thing, Tony, for, particularly for older people like us who, who, who know the history of the league. And I, I think back on it. And of the people who've won, of those who've won, top 25 players, top 15, 18, 20 players, Julius Irving, to me, seems to be the most famous, most accomplished, who hasn't most won iconic player who has not won. Because the other iconic players, you know, they didn't win or they were the number two guy, like uh, Kevin McHale or, or someone like that. No, Scottie Pippen, great, great, well, great, 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 great champions. I would not call those iconic players. I'm not going to call them. They certainly are where they are. And I, I think that Julius Irving is the guy. He is. He's the only one, right? Oh, I, I, I guess. I mean, it's Carl Malone. Carl Malone and John Stockton. Well, they didn't iconic, win, but they didn't. They, they didn't. Win. They didn't win a championship. Charles, Patrick, like you, Reggie. Yeah, those are not iconic players. They are iconic. like you. Steph Curry has a chance to be an iconic player. He's got a chance to win four championships in five years. He's the greatest shooter of all time. All right, 
I think of this as a small, it just doesn't even register on me, but, but Magic's got it and Bird's got it and Jordan's got it. And in his contemporaries, Durant and LeBron have this. So if, if you want to use this as a disqualifier because you don't like Curry, I guess you can. I would not. I, to I would me, not either. I, I, he's an all-time player, he's an all-time whether he ever wins this because of everything he's won. Yeah. I think, Mike, I think this is too small. you got to get to the finals. They I'm don't get you against Portland if he doesn't the play. Ultimate. Winning is the thing. Yeah. I, again, Tony, I just call it a historical, great historical note. But does it yeah. mean, does it devalue Steph Curry? Not to Please. me. Please. Not to Not me. Not to us. No. Tony, this next story is going to make your head explode because it involves two things that annoy you, Adam Silver and soccer. The NBA commission is proposing two competitions, one of them a play-in for bottom feeders to make the playoffs. And the second, a separate in-season deal that mimics the Premier League, or the Premier League, as I'm supposed to say. Silver has said, quote, I'm looking at things from a fan standpoint, especially in a rapidly changing media market where fans are, in essence, voting every day whether they want to watch your product, close quote. Yeah. Tone. How much do you hate both these ideas? Yeah, and I know you know this. I really like both of these ideas. And I'm really coming around on Adam Silver since he understood that I-95 is the place to plant your flag, which he did last week. This is an important thing. Let's take the soccer one first. Because this is to acknowledge and combat sagging ratings for the NBA in the regular season. If you have an average Thursday night game with crummy teams, let's just say Washington and Sacramento... That is a ratings killer. But if you attach to that game, if you take that out of the regular season and you attach it to standings that result in in sort of an in-season tournament, maybe culminating at the All-Star game, and you televise that on NBA TV, that changes things. That gives skin in the game to every team in the league. I, I don't like soccer. You're right about that. But I really like this idea. The other one is a fabulous idea because yeah, it takes the playing. best of baseball's wild card. It says 10 will play 7 and 9 will play 8 in a one-game playoff, presumably, and they'll get into the playoffs. I, I like both ideas a lot, and I suspect you do, too. Yeah, I, I like the, particularly the play-in one, Tony, because it incentivizes... Yeah something for bottom feeders at the end. Maybe those teams are getting better. And instead of just tanking for a pick, right. they can actually continue trying to get playoffs. better. You're in the playoffs. And those games are much more attractive. Yeah. And I'll just clean this up for you. If you think our bosses are just going to let NBA TV have this, I think you might want to reconsider that. That won't happen. Well, I mean, but if I was the season, NBA, Mike... I would hold it for NBA TV as an experimental thing with oh, the okay. separate All standings right. towards this particular event. Tony, the one thing I think... Something else, a byproduct you and I both would like. This has to reduce the regular season to 72, oh, sure. 75 games. Sure. And there is consideration of that real now. Get it to 60. And so I think all of those things, you got to shake things up. By the way, adopt my all-star idea for, for years, which is U.S. stars against world Fine. stars. Fine. And juice that thing up and stop Fine. the stupid shirt and skins. Yeah. You know, uh, with two stars. Come on. U.S. against that, the but world. But I mean, Adam Overhaul Silver. Adam Silver. Let's take a break. You're living and breathing. Coming up, Tiger has won the Memorial five times, but is he more likely to miss the cut than win it this week? And can we be looking at another sweep by the Bruins? Toss-ups next. I guess they teach you something at Duke. I guess they must. Now nah, you turned around on Adam Silver. I have. Such a- 
Hi, I'm Kevin Nagani. Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, Woj is standing by with the very latest on James Harden and Chris Paul with the Rockets open to trade talks for the entire roster. Plus, could Boogie Cousins be a Warriors wild card for Game 1 of the NBA Finals? And the best moments from Tiger and Peyton Manning at the Memorial Pro-Am. SportsCenter with Keith Olbermann coming up right after PTI. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. The key to a long-term relationship is to support your partner. Except in toss-up. What's first? Toss-up. More likely result for Tiger at the Memorial. Winning or missing the cut? So just as a side note, in the Pro-Am today, Tiger played with Peyton Manning. There's no report as yet as to who won and whether money indeed exchanged hands. I I don't know about that. Let me say that, that I don't think Tiger is going to win this tournament. But I'm pretty certain he will make the cut. He's played in it 16 times before. He's won it five times. He's made the cut every single time. You know, he missed the cut in the PGA in Bethpage. I think that had to be embarrassing for him. He immediately said he was going to play in this tournament. So I think he makes the cut. I would worry I would worry if he was paired with Brooks Kepka, but Brooks Kepka is not in this tournament. So you don't have to worry yeah. about it, and he makes the cut. By the way, I wonder how many strokes... Manning is getting Peyton's a 3.4 index, which is really good. It's really good. I mean, it's not it's not Romo or Steph Curry land, but it's really good. It's really right? good. So, I mean, three. We'd like to be a 3.4 index. I'd like to be a 13.4. Index. Yeah. Well, I, I think that this is all about getting ready for Pebble Beach. That's what this is. And Tiger knows he doesn't have to win. He needs at least two rounds because the last time he went out there, he had no rounds. Right. And as you mentioned, right. missed the cut. Missed the so cut. that can't happen again. He needs to make the cut. I think he will, but I'm not so By sure. By the way, he, he went to Pebble last week and played a practice round there. Next. Yeah. Toss-up more likely. The Blues winning the Stanley Cup or the Bruins sweeping? More likely is the Bruins sweeping at this point. The Bruins have now won eight playoff games in a row this year. They were down 2 nothing in the first game that the Blues should have won. They didn't. The Bruins won it. They've got the best goalie in all of hockey in Tuka Rask. The, the Blues, and I root for them, but they are now 0-13 in Stanley Cup Finals. Look, the, the, the smartest bet here is that the Bruins will win the series. But if I have to pick one or the other, I would say Bruins sweeping is the greater possibility. Well, I'll... Yes. Now, having said that, I'll go the other way. I mean, I'll, I'll make the argument for, you know, driving straight away from I-95 and out to the Midwest to meet the Blues. Because last year, your Washington Capitals lost game one. Yes. And then yes. they swept, they right? Did. Yes. So, I mean, do the, the, the thing, Tony, is the Blues, by their own admission, have so little margin for error or bad play or penalties, any kind of mistakes. As they say now in every sport, they got to clean that up. Yeah. And I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt and say they'll do it this time. Next. Toss-up. Who do you blame for this inside-the-park home run? Randall Grichuk or the Trop? Okay, this is a routine fly ball, and it is misjudged very badly. Now, let me say this about the home park of the Tampa team. It's a dump. 
The All worst. Right? The Tampa Bay Rays should not be allowed to play there. This is not a major league ballpark. But people have been playing there for 20 years. And if it was so terrible, there would, this would happen every single game, and it doesn't. It's bad on the outfielder, and then he lollygagged it and didn't really go after it. So I don't, sure I don't blame the Trop. I blame the outfielder. No, I blame the Trop. I mean, Randall Grichuk has been a serviceable outfielder and had a timely bat for a team we like to call the St. Louis Cardinals in his life. So, I mean, come on, he's not some stumble bum, and that place is a dump. It's the worst. Major League Baseball should be embarrassed. They should be there. They should. They should relegate yes. the Tampa Bay team. Get rid of it. And promote somebody else until they can get a new ballpark. But he park misjudged that badly. He did. He Man, misjudged it. Ballpark badly. is a dump. next. Last one. Toss up. Worst pitch. Trevor Richards or the White Sox employee of the month. Trevor Richards is an actual starting pitcher for the Marlins. Watch this. It's unbelievable. It's 10 (laughs) feet over the batter's head. It's an absolutely terrible pitch. On the other hand, as his teammates laugh, it did not hit anyone. This hits this guy. This pitch is so terrible. It's so, it's the mayor of Cincinnati and Carl Lewis and Roseanne Barr. They're laughing at that pitch. It hits, it hits the camera. It bangs into the guy's head. The first pitch is a nuclear fastball, but it's not as bad as, as the employee of the White it's Sox. It's worse. Though. We don't know if the White Sox employee, we don't know if that young lady's ever thrown a baseball. We don't, we don't know. Didn't look like I it. I mean, she could be an All-American in some sport where you don't. Track and field. Lacrosse. I mean, it could, yeah, could, well, you're still sort of throwing something in lacrosse occasionally. But come on. You're a major league pitcher and you go 40 feet above the catcher's head. Bad. And I know it was a slip. You saw his teammates laughing in the dugout. No, Tony, it's a major league pitcher putting one. You don't, you're not looking for launch angle into the plate. You're looking for launch angle going the other way. People dude. are lucky in the 12th huh? row that there's netting there on that one. That's it. Of course, I win. Let's take one last break. But still to come is Jay Gruden posing his brother John by hyping him for hard knocks. And is today's meeting between the Pelicans and Anthony Davis a good sign? Tell you what's a good sign. He's not wearing a shirt that says last game or that's all, folks. Well, certain people else. like you thought that meant he was never going to play there again. Maybe that was the wrong analysis. Yeah, but I'm going to stick with it for a while. Not never again because he's under contract for this year. But I think he wants out. Happy time, people. Happy 21st birthday, Markel Fultz. After flaming out in his rookie year with Philadelphia as the overall number one pick in the NBA draft, the Sixers shipped Fultz to Orlando at the trade deadline this past February. Persistent shoulder and other problems kept him sidelined the rest of the season. So we still don't know if Markel Fultz can play in the NBA. But the time is running out for him to prove that he's not a colossal bust. Still, happy birthday. Yeah, Tony, happy birthday. I hope it's a happy summer. And I hope this storyline changes dramatically by the time we get to the 1st of November. A not-so-happy anniversary, Brian Colangelo. On this day last year, The Ringer reported that the 76ers general manager used burner accounts to trash his own players and executives on Twitter. It turned out that three of the five accounts in question were registered to his wife. But Colangelo resigned and was ultimately replaced by Elton Brand, who is going to receive credit should the Sixers continue to improve. Mike, it is hard for me to believe that Brian Colangelo will ever work in the NBA again. Yeah, Tony, it, it may take a while, though. I mean, there are new, talented, bright young people coming up the league is interested in. It may take a while, a long while. Happy trails, Bryce Harper. 
The $330 million man was nailed at the plate last night by a perfect one-hop throw from Harrison Bader. Nats fans who are invested now in hating Harper will note that Harper pulled his usual let's flip off the helmet and show all of my great hair move as he rounded third base. Perhaps the small amount of time wasted on that allowed Harper to be caught at home. What do you think? Tony, I know he can't be questioning the call. The throw was a bullet. It It was perfect, barely begins to describe that throw, and I don't, you know, care about Harper's hair at all. Harper did that very early in his career against the Phillies. He threw one back like that, and I think the next day the Philly starter plunked him. I, th- I think it was Cole <laughs> Hamels, and I think it happened. One omission. Chelsea beat Arsenal 4-1 to one in the Europa League final today. I wonder if my new best friend Adam Silver was watching. Yeah, what a slurp. Let's go to the big finish. Let's do the it. The Pelicans met with your boy Anthony Davis today. Do you think that is significant? Yes, Tony. This is the process where David Griffin and the staff determine whether or not they're going to trade him or whether he's inclined to stay. I hope he stays in New Orleans. I'm, I'm on record as saying I hope he stays right where he is. Carlos Correa had a fractured rib, and man, it's going to be out four to six weeks. Tony, that's a big loss, That's isn't a it? very big loss. The combination around second base of Correa and Altuve is fabulous. But Correa, who's a great player, appears to be injury-prone. He's missed 100 games, Mike, a in the last games. two years. A lot of games. Derek Dietrich had three home runs against the Pirates last night. you got to be impressed. Tony, he's on a home run tear and seems to be able to take anybody out of yard. Tom Brady trademarked. Tom, terrific. I know this will upset you. A thousand times no. Tom, terrific is Tom Seaver. George Thomas Seaver. He's a first bout <laughs> Hall of Famer. Get your hands off that nickname, Brady. Get out Amen. of here. Amen to all that. Last one, Jay Gruden says the NFL would be crazy not to pick his brother's Raiders for hard knocks. Do you agree? There can't be two more irrelevant teams in the NFL than the Raiders and the Redskins. Can't be. Out of time. Trying to do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Nick Nurse, send those hats. Like soon, okay? Good night, Canada. I can do that. PTI.